This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. A Game Warden's children's book, titled A Cowboy in the Woods, is a story of Bobby, a boy who spends the whole summer observing wildlife, writing notes in his notebook, fishing with his dad, and keeping track of all the animals in his neighborhood, while trying to solve a neighborhood mystery, what he discovers is more than just an appreciation for the natural world. The idea for this book came from Wayne Saunders' own childhood experiences, growing up and exploring the woods and streams and lakes and ponds of his native New Hampshire. The love of nature instilled in his childhood led him to a career as a conservation officer. Wayne Saunders is a retired lieutenant conservation officer from the New Hampshire Fishing Game Department. Lindsay Webb is a naturalist, wildlife biologist, and environmental educator. Together, they collaborated with wildlife artist Ashley Mares to produce The Cowboy in the Woods, the story of a boy whose love of nature leads him in unexpected directions. Available at wardenswatch.com and Amazon. Warden's Watch Podcast is now on Patreon, combining the Thin Green Line Podcast and the Warden's Watch Podcast on Patreon to bring member-exclusive extra content both video, audio, and with product deals as well. Become a member to support our podcast and get something extra. Search Warden's Watch Podcast on Patreon. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. 
please join me, Game Warden Wayne Saunders, and other Game Wardens on our adventures protecting wildlife, saving lives, and having fun, all while serving the public and the natural resources of our planet. Listen to the tales and experience of those who work in the outdoors while being entertained with stories about encounters with poachers, wildlife investigation, murder investigation, near-death experiences, search and rescue missions, wildlife interactions from game wardens around the country and around the world. When I retired, I realized I couldn't let go of that legacy, but rather wanted to share the passion, the commitment, and the stories of those men and women that call themselves game wardens. This is Game Warden, Wayne Saunders, and this is Warden's Watch. So before we begin episode 76 of Warden's Watch, I kind of want to lead in with a good friend of mine is going to talk about uh, New Zealand, and that's where we're going on this Warden's Watch. So, But I wanted to give you more of a civilian-type view. And Owen, he's a New Zealand-born, raised, and uh, he's a Samoan, which is... Owen, that's that's the, around the islands of New Zealand and New Zealand. The Samoans inhabited that area. Yeah. So the 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 islands, a whole bunch of Polynesian islands. Uh, if you have to take a plane, probably be a three and a half hour uh, plane ride from Auckland to those islands, Samoa, Fiji, Tonga, Niue. It's a whole bunch of them that the locals probably had never heard of. If you're from New Zealand, and you're from that area, you're familiar with it. But it's uh, about a three and a half hour plane ride. And to give you guys, if you aren't watching on Patreon, I mean, you know The Rock, the, the, the guy, the famous actor, The Rock. I mean, Owen looks like just like him. Uh, I think Owen's a little more muscular, actually. So, uh, <laughs> But no, and, and it, it, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. And first of all, Lord of the Rings was filmed in New Zealand. So every time I watch those, and I do like the Lord of the Rings, every time I see those and see the scenery there, it, it's just incredible, Owen. Yes, I went back home uh, a couple of years ago and visited uh, Hobbiton. I think that's what they, Hobbiton. And I, I don't watch the show, but it's very beautiful out there. They, where they shot the, the film, they turned it into a, a tourist attraction that you can go through and go into uh, those little, I don't know what they call those, where they lived. Uh, do a tour and they get to sit down and drink and eat the food that they were um, eating over there. So, cool. yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no doubt. And I remember the first time uh, we met and we were hanging out and we started talking about New Zealand and Owen starts talking about the haka. And I had no idea what a haka was. He's like, you've never heard of a haka? I'm like, I've never heard of a haka. So Owen showed me what a haka was. And uh, if you guys don't know what a haka is, you should uh, YouTube it. Uh, the rugby team does it. But when I when Owen got down and started doing a haka, I got scared. I got scared, man. <laughs> He started beating his chest and hollering at me, and I could feel in my chest the, the vibration and the energy from Owen when he was doing it. I mean, tell us about the Hawker, man. Just, uh, uh, yes. I won't so, make you do it, uh, but uh, it, it's epic. Yeah, it's it's uh, for the New Zealand rugby team. Actually, it, it's so intimidating. They try to ban it at one point. Um, they it's what it is, is a challenge, a war chant and the war challenge that the uh, the national rugby team at the beginning of each game, uh, they're playing another country. They line up and they perform this war chant in the native uh, Maori language. And you stamp your feet and you pound your chest and you stick your tongue out and you open your eyes as wide as you can. And you psych yourself up and you try to psych your, your opponent out. 
and uh, it's 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 very intimidating. The first time you you get to see it, you, you get like, your, the hairs stand up. It's like it's very very intense, and I, I'm pretty proud of it too. I do it sometimes um, when you know how to sh- show people how it's done. But you can go on YouTube. Uh, you look up uh, the New Zealand national team. They call the the New Zealand All Blacks and Haka. Uh, it's spelled H A K A. Uh, you'll probably see a, a video of The Rock doing it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's very intense. So uh, they started it years and years ago, but now it's it's um, and people didn't really know much about it. But now with uh, YouTube and the Internet, you you get an education of you can go on there and you can look and see the history of it and how and why they do it. Do, do, do you actually have a video of you doing the haka? I don't have a video. And normally when I do it, I I'm pretty <laughs> I don't I don't like to see myself on video, uh, but I I have done it in front. Uh, when I started my business, I have to stand up in front of people and, uh, you know, explain what I do. And I normally I usually start off with uh, I put a, a video of the All Blacks doing the haka on the screen and I do the haka along with it. And just, you know, it's a way of letting people know where I come from and who I am and a little bit about knowing, basically knowing a little bit about who I am. And I kind of like, it, it kind of ties me and, and it gives me strength to go through my presentation. That's an excellent way. And the, the reason I'm kind of shocked that you don't have a video of you doing it because you're a videographer, that's your business. And what is your business if someone wants to reach out to you? I work with the businesses to try to get them more clients. Basically, I create these essential videos that every business needs and help them promote their business. In this age of the Internet, you really need some some video presence online to to compete. I so I create testimonial videos. I create brand videos, which is almost like a business card. But I do it with like in a trailer, a movie trailer. It's the style I like to do. Testimonials, promos, all those. It, it, uh, I create videos that basically help businesses uh, become successful. And in the name so of your business is All Frame oh, Videograph? Yeah, it's, it's uh, the name of my business is All Frame Videography, uh, spelled A-L-F-R-A-M, which I actually, believe it or not, is my, is my first name. People call me Owen. So if you call my house and you ask for Al Frame, you know, we never met before. <laughs> so probably, I'm probably going to hang up on you. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, it's if people don't. Did you know that? That's my first name. I did not, Owen. I've always known you yeah, as Owen. The whole world and, knows. and that's a Polynesian yeah. name. No, it's actually uh, uh, so my dad's into sports. And in, the, in 1966, he was listening on the radio to uh, the World Cup between England and Germany. And the coach for the English team who, who won the World Cup, his name was uh, Alfred Ramsey. I don't know. My dad decided that's a cool name. I'll combine Alf and Ram, Alfram, and that became my first name. And I don't know why people call me Owen ever <laughs> since I was a kid. So, oh, so yeah, a lot of, after a while, people say, You're not, your name is not, your first name is not Owen. I said, no, it's Alfram. So, is yeah, Owen's your that, middle name? Owen is my middle name. Okay. Yeah. At least, at least we have that. Wow. That's a, that's yeah. I'm even learning about you, man. Well, we'll put it in the show notes too on how to get you in contact if anybody's interested in sure. that type of video. And uh, what's your favorite part of New Zealand and the the Polynesian Islands and around New Zealand? Okay. So growing up, so in New Zealand, I actually was a school teacher. I taught there for for eight years before uh, I came here. I I think. The the food, 
you know, there's a big push over here to have um, like your beef when you buy it, it's like grass fed mm. and it's, it's a specialty when you go to everything, when you go to buy meat in a store, it's, it's separated. You know, this is grass fed. It's not like that uh, in New Zealand. Everything is, uh, everything is grass fed and, and natural. It's they're into this, uh, this big push to have, you know, the green movement, you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Uh, that's so I like, I think the weather, the people are friendly and the people are friendly here, but they, they think they take it to the next level. Like I have someone come and visit me one time and they were in a taxi and they introduced themselves to the taxi driver and talk about how long they're going to be here. And they were, and I'm, and I'm like, Hey, I was, I was like that when I came here because uh, I think it's cause it's smaller. Yeah. You know what I mean? And over here, it's just is a is a big is a big place. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's I think that answer your question. Yeah. No. Well, well. Thanks for taking some time out of your day and just giving us a little perspective of New Zealand from somebody that grew up there. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's just pretty. It's an aspect that my listeners don't hear a lot, so I wanted to add this into before we went into talking uh, fishing game and. You know, certainly uh, we're going to talk about some really cool stuff in New Zealand and, you know, as far as wildlife and law enforcement. And there's some, a ton of wildlife in New Zealand, as you know. Yes. Um, when I was uh, I went to a boarding school and in the boarding school, there was a, you know, kids were from the farmland. And this guy was uh, talking about how he would um, his father had a helicopter and they would uh, catch deer. Um, he'll have someone hanging onto the side of the helicopter and it would go low and chase after the deer. He said that he would, uh, the person would jump off the helicopter and try to catch, you know, hang on to the deer. I don't know how true <laughs> the story is thinking about it now. Maybe it was a high school thing, but he, he, um, I believe yeah, it. there's a lot. There's, yeah. There's a lot of that. And they do a lot of um, hunting wild, actually wild boar is big. Hunting deer is big. I personally don't do that, but it's it's people come from far away to to fish as well. What they got native native, native trout. rainbow, yeah, trout, uh, rainbow trout, yes. Yeah. And uh, they, especially down the South Island, they they have trips out to the remote areas. Uh, they fly them out there in a helicopter and just go fish. A lot of Americans actually do that. Mm. No, it sounds like a place I am going to visit. Going to put it on my bucket list and hopefully get there. Me and you both. <laughs> maybe we'll go, do it together we can go together yeah yeah well here we go for episode 76 uh warden's watch john and i are going to lead this one in and uh hope you enjoy it thank you Owen, very much for sharing your home country thanks for having me on man Please join me, Game Warden Wayne Saunders, and other Game Wardens on our adventures protecting wildlife, saving lives, and having fun, all while serving the public and the natural resources of our planet. Listen to the tales and experiences of those who work in the outdoors while being entertained with stories about encounters with poachers, wildlife investigation, murder investigation, near-death experiences, search and rescue missions, wildlife interactions from game wardens around the country and around the world. When I retired, I realized I couldn't let go of that legacy, but rather wanted to share the passion, the commitment, and the stories of those men and women that call themselves game wardens. 
This is Game Warden, Wayne Saunders. 